You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. A big hello to everybody uh, who's online as well joining us. It's just an honor to be uh, being able to link all over the world, which is so cool. But uh, in the 8.30, the band just disappeared, didn't know where they had gone. No one stood. This is unbelievable. So I feel like God's going to move here more, way more. Uh, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, I guess a couple of quick things for us just to, to, to get the preliminaries done. But um, things are going great in Melbourne. It's a real honor. Uh, to be a part of the team there and the growing family of life over there. It's just awesome. Uh, amazing things are happening. People often ask how the things with kids going, and they're growing up, obviously. Zion's eight, Hope's five, uh, which is really cool. So I've got a quick photo so you can get a thousand words in regards to them. Oh! Oh! Don't ask me. Don't ask me how that, that one snuck in there, but I don't know. In a year of more, it would be wrong not to. And so... So uh, June next year, we're going to be reaping a year of more, and it's going to be awesome. We thought, our, my parents are so love grandparenting that I thought, well, if we make sure our kids are old enough, then maybe we could take the grandparent role. Zion and Hope can be the parent role, and life's easy. Uh, life is easy. So uh, whether you are joining us uh, in, in the room or whether you're outside of the room watching this, I want to tell you that God had put it in my spirit. God put it in my heart about eight weeks ago when I knew I was coming, that um, that today is not a day about me trying to speak a message so much as it about me creating an opportunity for us to have our hearts ready for God to deposit and do something in our lives that can't be orchestrated by a person. And you might already say, if you are watching online, you might be saying, well, that's all good for everyone there, but what about me out here? I want to tell you the Bible is full of opportunities, full of moments, full of testimonies, full of truths, where people were in a whole different realm, a whole different region, a whole different location, but what God was doing flowed beyond the space of time and the space of, of being in a particular location. People prayed in one place, chains broke in another. People believed for water in one place and it rained in another. There's things that God can do and I want to have your heart engaged from the very start because God wants to move wherever you're watching, whether it be a lounge room or wherever it is, God's going to touch your life today. I believe that in the name of Jesus. But we in this room as well, we're going to have our hearts open today. I think sometimes it's easier to prepare a message where you'd write a few points and you'd speak for 30 minutes. But I feel like God said, I want you to have 10 to 15 minutes. Then I want you to get out of the way. And I want us to have a moment where we're going to believe that heaven's going to invade this place. Come on, haven't we had a year of more? It has been a big year and everybody in this room knows that the year is not slowing down. You are not going, Yoo-hoo, Christmas is coming. Everything is chilled right now. Everyone's like, what? There's so much to do. There's so much going on. But God said, you know what? I gave you the greatest gift of all. I gave you the gift of my son, Jesus. <laughs> and in a year of more, what you need right now is not more to-do lists. What you need now is not more, oh, I need to do this better. I need to get that right. I need to do that more. No, what you need now is more of his love in your life. And so we're going to believe for an overflow and a move of the love of God in this place in such a powerful way. And we're going to worship. We're going to extend our hearts. But I love that we're not just going to be singing songs, but we are going to enable, I believe, a a space and time for God to do something that literally we couldn't orchestrate on our own. Are you up for that this morning? Are you hungry this morning? Have you come expectant this morning? Have you got your gown ready? So what do you mean got your gown ready? Well, six weeks ago, I had a surgery on a varicose vein. And maybe you've had that done before. It was laser surgery. I went in with my board shorts on thinking, well, it's in my leg down here. It'll be fine. I'll be chilling. And then a, a lady, just a nurse, just hands over a gown and says, get the gown on. 
Get, get rid of your ordinary clothes. Get, get rid of just your, the, 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 the regular routine of what you're in right now. Get your gown on because something's about to take place that you weren't quite prepared for. I knew no detail of what was going to happen. I literally had no idea. I said, how long is this going to take? I've got a meeting at 12. I've got to be back in the office for, uh, you know, what's happening? Like, and she said, how are you getting home? I said, I'm driving. She goes, you're not supposed to drive for two days. I said, can we start that as of tomorrow? Uh, but something took place I wasn't prepared for. But what I did is did something in the internal of my life that has changed me now. It's changed. There's been dramatic change in my life because of that moment. I want you to set an expectation. I want you to get your gown on. I want you to get rid of the regular attendee, a regular, I'm just going to sit here and listen, the regular, oh yeah, well, you better impress me with a good message. You know, I know you look 12, but you better do something, say something that's going to cause me to move. 12 with three kids, boom. And um, <laughs> so I'm saying to you now, today is not based on my expectation because I tell you I'm expectant. <laughs> I am super desperate for God to move in your life. But we cannot, we cannot just have a, a ho-hum, yeah, do something if you want to do something. Man, he wanted to do something. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross. He's done everything. But we've got to be ready and willing for God to move, man. I, he's going to touch hearts. Father, we come honoring your presence that's already here. Honoring the fact that every person in this room is not here by accident, but you've positioned here for such a time as this. Every person joining with us whether in New Zealand or across the world right now, linking in. I thank you that's not by accident that they've tuned in. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to do something in the midst of their lives. Lord, you're going to refresh them. You're going to renew them. You're going to pour out your spirit upon them in a way, God, that's going to enlarge their worlds. God, I pray right now, and I sense this, I pray right now for every person, this has been the hardest year of your life. And a year of more, you've not seen more trouble this year than you've ever seen before. This year has been a challenge. I'm telling you right now, God's grace is here and it is sufficient for you. And it is going to bring relief to your heart. And it's going to bring relief to your mind. I pray right now for every person here is finding weariness in their soul. Today, I declare refreshing is coming your way. I prophesy overflow in your life. I declare, Lord, that you are going to move in such a way, God, that they're going to realize that they are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. For your word is alive and true in their lives. And we declare it that in the name of Jesus. God, I need your help. Lord, we need you. We crave you. We desire you. And everybody said, amen, amen. This, I believe, is what's going to happen for people today. Literally, God is going to fill you up. He's going to pour into your life. He's going to enable there to be something fresh. You know, I saw today debris in people's lives. This morning as I woke early and I've been praying for you, I saw debris in people's lives that has come through the clutter and come through the disappointment, come through the frustration, come through the letdown of others. Maybe even the timing of God has frustrated you and caused there to be a, a, a link, a, a crack in your Lego picture. There's, there's been something that's dis, disgruntled you and it's now debris in your life. I, I believe that God's going to flow in your life in such a capacity, at such a torrent that it's actually going to release and enable that debris to be lifted out. So the amazing thing about filling a well is that when it's filled and there's enough inflow, what it does is it forces from the bottom up. Has everyone ever seen that before? With something at the bottom, it doesn't just stay in the bottom. What it does is it forces the freshness, forces what's in the bottom, what's stilled, what's settled. It actually forces it up to flow out. And I'm believing that there's not just going to be a filling and a rising of the debris to the surface that then someone can get in there and pluck it out. But I'm believing that there's going to be a filling to an overflowing, that whatever's in your life, however dry you feel, however weary you've been, however weighed down you are, however hard things may have seemed right now, there is a fresh overflow in your life.
So I'm going to leave that there, balancing on the edge. And then things might come and try and... I straight just put my nose right in that. Things will come and try and suck. Come on, the moment you leave here today, things are going to try and suck that life. It's going to try and suck the Spirit of God back out of you. I want to tell you, you haven't got a God that's just like, oh, you're outside of service. Sorry, I can't do anything anymore. <laughs> Dang, hands are tied. <laughs> no, no, you've got a God, come on, who's so loved, 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 who's so loved. That's so wet. <laughs> See, the amazing thing at Christmas is Jesus comes to us at Christmas. God so loved that he gave us the greatest gift. Let's believe this is Jesus. He gives us the greatest gift of all, his son. Come on, we know that scripture through and through. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you and I that he gave his son. Our God is not just a God of love. Our God is love. So when you encounter God, you don't just encounter the big almighty, the king of kings and the lord of lords. Yes, you do encounter that, but you encounter love in the most purest, in the most expansive, in the most radical, in the most sensitive, in the most exquisite way you encounter love. And I'm not talking about the love that you find in a marriage. I'm not talking about the love that you have for your kids. I'm talking about an agape love. Come on, that's willing to sacrifice and give everything and lay it all down that you and I may know hope and joy and peace and grace and goodness. That it, the gift of Jesus, as Pastor Scott said during worship, didn't just come to be a baby in a manger. I mean, I love the Christmas theme. I love the Christmas, what do you call that? Nativity scene, good. I love the nativity scene, but the nativity scene is just the beginning. It was never meant to be the main deal. Christmas is a time of celebration, but the reason we celebrate is we know that he didn't stay in a manger. He became Savior. Come on, he gave his life for us. He laid it down. He, he took up our cross. He took up my iniquities, and he loved me that much. No, he didn't just love me that much. He didn't just love me that much. He loved me. Come on, he loves you. That much that he would give his life at just the chance, just the chance that we could know him. Isn't that the phenomenal reality of our Savior is that it never guaranteed that we would know him? Doesn't that boggle your mind that it wasn't like, I'm going to do this so then you all must know me? I'm going to do this so that at just the chance. Come on, if just one person would turn their heart towards me, if just one person would encounter me, if just one person would get to that point where they say, I can't do it on my own, God, are you there? God says, I'm right here. Come on, don't we all know the reality of a Savior who's close? Come on, a Savior who rescues, a Savior who restores, a Savior who redeems. See, the thing is, when you open the gift of Jesus, not only do you get Jesus, but you get all of what's available. Come on, it's like those Russian dolls. You open one, there's another. You open something, there's another. You open, come on, you open truth, there's grace. You open grace, there's mercy. You open that and then there's wisdom and there's forgiveness and there's hope. And you keep opening the wonder of who God is because love came down. Because love engaged. And I'm believing today, come on, there's going to be an outpouring of God's love. Come on, that you are going to find a fulfillment and a refreshing and a renewing in your soul. Come to me, Matthew 11 says, all who are tired and wearied and burdened, I will give you rest. Today, people are going to find rest. You're going to know the reality is your to-do list, your task from this moment on. Yes, it's chock-a-block, but you are going to live in rest. Come on, you're going to live from a place of refreshment. You're going to live from a place of ease, not a place of struggle and just persistently trying in your own effort. No, God is going to breathe into your life today. Are you ready for the breath of God? Come on, lift your expectation.
See, whether God moves today is not up to me. I said it earlier, but it's up to us. Come on, it's up to us believing. See, when, when we encounter love, man, we, we encounter power. We encounter power. Come on, when we encounter Jesus, we, we encounter healing. Anybody being set free because of the love of Jesus? Anybody need more freedom? Me, absolutely. It doesn't stop at the point of salvation. The salvation is the starting point for what's to come. We encounter Jesus. He brings healing. He brings understanding. He starts to identify and, and starts to reveal to us the purpose and the plan and the, and the perfect will of God for our lives that He's already knit together and put there from the very beginning. Isn't He amazing that this love starts to unfold? It's not just like a nice <laughs> love. It just doesn't give you goosebumps. No, it transforms your life. Come on, it turns you around. It, it sets you apart and it sets you up. This is this love. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And I'm, again, I want to get out of the way, but I've seen God's love do phenomenal things. And I don't know what you think your barrier is today for what God can or can't do in your life. I don't know how hard your situation is where you're sitting watching this, but I want to tell you there's nothing too hard for our God. Come on, there's nothing too much that His love hasn't already made a way. Come on, I live with a guy who boards with us and he, as a teenager, had a cancerous tumor on his leg. But through prayer and the presence of God, the cancerous tumor radically disappeared. The doctors had no excuse for what took place, but that he was healed instantly. I've seen marriages restored. There'd be many in this room, no doubt, that says if it wasn't for the love of God, we would have separated. I've lived with people who not for any excuse of their own, but because of what was maliciously done to them, lost everything. Home and everything, yet they never lost the comfort and the peace of God in the middle of that valley. But they found a God who provided and who led and guided them and secured them and held them and has now released them into more. Man, I've held the arms of a girl who had scars all down to her arms because of the hate that she had in her life and the things that had been done to her, trying to find some sort of distraction and release in pain because of the scars, held her arms and prayed only for her to yell out, they hurt no more, they hurt no more. See, I don't know what you've walked in with. I don't know the pain that you carry, but I know a Savior who came in a manger, who's willing to do something that can change your situation and transform your life. Are you hungry for Him this morning? It was only a number of years ago that while we're still in Auckland, we're up near Ponsonby Road there, and there's a motorbike store, and I used to love going to look at motorbikes I wish I could have. And here I am looking at these motorbikes on a Saturday, and my phone rings, and it rings, and, and I look at it, and, and, and this guy, let's just call him today in this service, uh, let's call him Pete. Pete is on the other end, and I said, hello, Craig speaking. And he goes, hello, are you from the church? And I said, yes, I'm from the church. I then realized I must have been on the after hours number, uh, and it's, so it's linked to my phone, which is great. I said, hey, Pete, yeah, it's Craig. I'm from Life. And uh, he goes, uh, uh, God's been doing stuff, and, and I'm in a lot of trouble, and, and I'm having a really hard time. And, and I said, wow, and he just started flooding it out. He goes, I'm suicidal. Uh, and, and I'm just like, mate, well, are you okay? Like, where are you? And he goes, no, I'm all right. I'm with people. In fact, I stopped on Mangari Bridge yesterday, and I took the gun out of my boot, and I threw it into the water because it had been in my mouth the night before. He says, God's stirring something in me that I have to get my life right. So I've gone to see people that have offended and that I've hurt, but nobody wants to forgive me. He goes, can God forgive me? Now, I didn't go into the theology of it with him at that moment. Of course, I said yes. But in my heart, I'm saying it's not yes, he can forgive you. Yes, he's already forgiven you. Come on, he's already redeemed you. He's already wiped it clean, Pete. Like if you're in the right place, talking to the right person. Absolutely, God can forgive you. 
And he says, but you don't understand the life I've lived. I've hurt people. He says, I've, I've tried to burn down churches. He goes, I have 666 tattooed on my, on my forehead. I said to him, Peter, it doesn't matter. It's only skin deep. God doesn't look at your skin and the outward appearance. He tells us he looks at your heart. And if your heart's hungry for God to move, I want to tell you there's nothing he can't do. And then I said, I said well, can we catch up? Can we meet up? And he goes, no, we can't. And I said, would you come to church tomorrow? Leave your lighter at home. I said, would you come to church tomorrow? He says, yeah, I can be there. I said, so cool. So we're out south at the time, uh, and it was amazing. And I said, how am I going to recognize you? He goes, you'll recognize me. And I said, well, you'll recognize me too. I'm the brother from another colored mother. Like, I'm just, uh, I reflect. And, uh, you know, want to shine your glory. And um, I said, you'll notice me. We'll, we'll, it'll be great. Obviously, I notice him straight away. I go up, I say, Pete, how are you? He introduces me to his son. I said, Pete, you're in the right place and you're going to receive everything your heart's long for. Ben, why don't you come join me? I said, there's going to come a moment at the end of the service where Pastor Scott, he's preaching. He's going to say, if you want to receive Jesus into your heart, if you want to know salvation, if you want to have forgiveness of your sins, if you want to be able to see your old washed away and, and, and you enter into a brand new, I want to tell you that the Bible says that he can make your past as if it was white as snow. He'll remove guilt and shame. The peace you're looking for is in a relationship with Jesus. I said, at that point, put up your hand. I said, don't think about it. Just put up your hand. That's you right there. He's like, okay. <laughs> Can I tell you in this service that at the end, we're going to worship and stuff, but there's going to be a moment we're going to give people the opportunity to respond out of their heart because you know what you need in your life. Come on, isn't another relationship. It isn't another area of success. It isn't another answer to it. It's just a problem that you, what you need is salvation. What you need is the restoration of your soul. What you need is a turnaround. And I want to tell you that Jesus is the one that you need. Online, you can respond as well by pushing a button later on. You can say, you know what? I want to respond to Jesus. We're going to pray with you as well. But anyway, the end of the service come. Pastor Scott says, close your eyes. Obviously, I can't close my eyes. I am peeking, Tom. And I'm just going, come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. <laughs> Straight away, he lifts his hands. <laughs> his son lifts his hands. I can see them crying. It's absolutely amazing. I go up straight afterwards and I say, Pete, how was that? How awesome. We had his little Bible. And I say, how good was that? And he goes, Craig, I, I feel free. I feel free. Because I have a peace. Like the forgiveness I've been longing to receive, I just got it. I said, that's it. I said, this is just the beginning, mate. This is just the start. Don't ever get tired. Don't ever get weary. Don't ever get just complacent with the reality of knowing Jesus. No, go after him. Because it doesn't matter if you've known him for a little time or a long time. Don't get familiar with the wonder of the love of God in your life. Come on, whether you're here this morning because you've been part of church for 26 years. Or you just knew, don't get familiar with what's about to take place. God wants to move. But if we're just going to go, oh, okay, I've seen this before, done this before. Don't be surprised if you walk out dry. Don't be surprised if your car is still half empty. But if you're having an open heart that says, God, just pour out. Come on, release today. Give me everything you've got. Give me everything you want to do. I want to tell you, God will meet you in that place. And He will start to fulfill your life in ways that you haven't understood. So anyway, I'm standing there with Pete. And Pete goes, hey, look at that guy. I said, who's that? He goes, it's a mate. I said, no way. How good's church? He goes, yeah. I said, where'd you meet him? He goes, in prison. I'm like, hey. Because who knows? Church wasn't made for perfect people. 
God didn't come for the righteous. He came for the unrighteous, of which I am one of them. And I don't know about you, but I need Jesus more today than I did yesterday. I need His love more today than I did yesterday. I need His hope more to sustain me now than I ever have. Because I don't get familiar, but we stay hungry for the presence of God. Come on, would you stand to your feet this morning? We're going to worship together. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.